Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go up there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 1102 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always. Another great show lineup for you on this Sunday morning. We are California dreaming on such a winter's day as, uh, well, it's not too bad, actually, out here in Amherst. The sun is out at least, melting all the snow, and is it still supposed to be like 50 on Tuesday? Mike? I believe so. Yeah, so it's going to be gone. So anyway, I, I digress. Cal- we're still California dreaming, though, on a winter's day as NASCAR is in California. Fontana, California, to be exact. The Auto Club Speedway for today's uh, Auto Club 400 out there in Fontana, California, as Clint Boyer has the pole for today's race, looking for his first win of the 2020 season, as this is uh, race three and uh, round two of the NASCAR uh, West Coast road trip, just like the, the Sabres are out west, NASCAR out west for three straight weeks. And uh, season's off to a good start, uh, d- despite the uh, crashed Ryan Newman and a, a pretty good Daytona 500. And, Man, not a bad race last week at Las Vegas either at the mile-and-a-half track. Joey Logano getting the win, but lots of action, lots of restarts, and uh, lots of side-by-side racing uh, out there in Sin City last Sunday. So definitely enjoyed the race last Sunday, and uh, today should be a good one as well, too. Coming up on today's program, coming up at quarter past the hour, we're going to talk to Alan Kavana from Fox Sports, NASCAR on Fox, uh, an SU grad member of Bill's Mafia. He's going to join us. Uh, in just a few minutes, we'll talk to him about all things NASCAR, including the Truck Series, which he's featured on the uh, NASCAR on Fox uh, Truck Series broadcast on FS1. They are on a couple-week hiatus before they head back to Atlanta in a couple of weeks. But Truck Series getting a lot of pub lately, thanks to Kevin Harvick, as he put up, and we mentioned this on the program last week, after Kyle Busch got the win last week at Las Vegas for his his seventh straight uh, Truck Series victory Um Kevin putting up a little bit of a bounty, and then Marcus Marcus Lemonis from Gander Outdoors adding to that bounty, putting up between the two of them $100,000 for the first uh, full-time Cup Series driver that can get a Truck Series ride and beat Kyle Busch in a truck race, and a couple of drivers have stepped up to the plate, and uh, things are going to get interesting over the next few uh, Truck Series events. So we're going to talk to Alan about that and uh, today's race in California as well. Love to talk to you, too, at 803-0551. 888-550-2550 is the uh, number if you want to join in, talk about anything going on in the world of motorsports. Love to hear from you this morning. You can also find us on Twitter. We're at Fast Track 550 on Twitter and Facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track. But again, NASCAR at uh, California today. As I said, Clint Boyer on the pull. Jimmy Johnson on the outside making his final start at his home track, the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. And Jimmy has never – has finished – Every race he's ever run at California Speedway, he's never DNF'd a race at California. Wouldn't it be something, and he's definitely uh, thought about this as uh, he would love to get a win in his final uh, Fontana start today, and uh, that would be huge for the hometown guy to get the victory there, and that's something he 
would certainly cherish, and he's rolling off from the number two spot today in uh, for today's event. So we'll see if Jimmy can uh, get his first win in quite some time and get himself back into the NASCAR postseason here in his final full-time season in the Cup Series. His teammate Alex Bowman will roll off third today in the uh, 88 car for Hendrick Motorsports. Kurt Busch alongside in row two. Row three is Stuart Haas teammates Kevin Harvick and Elmer, Eric Almarola. Excuse me. Row four, Joey Logano, fresh off of his win at Las Vegas. He's already got his postseason ticket punched. And alongside Michael McDowell with a very impressive uh, eighth qualifying effort for uh, the Front Row Motorsports team. He'll roll up from the number eight spot. Row five, couple of guys that really could have a shot today. Kyle Larson or Ricky Stenhouse. This is a Kyle Larson track. You know, a big, wide, fast track. Running the outside is definitely Kyle Larson's thing with his sprint car background. And definitely... Uh, you know, a, a track that you could see Kyle get a win at as uh, he can just take that car right up to the outside wall and just, you know, uh, as they would say in dirt, ride the cushion. But obviously no cushion on a pavement track, but that's how uh, definitely suits Kyle Larson's driving style. So definitely I think he would be on my list of favorites for today's race in the 42 car. And then Ricky Stenhouse, he's having a pretty good start to his year. Obviously started on the pull at Daytona, was involved in a wreck, but last week at... Um, Last week at Vegas, a good run, a third-place finish for him in the 47 team. And, uh, you know, this change over to uh, JTG Doherty and uh, Chevrolet's this year really is off to a good start here for Stenhouse. Could this be uh, a day for him today to pick up a victory? certainly got himself a good starting spot in the top 10. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the driver he switched rides with, Chris Buescher, starts live with Matt DiBenedetto. Speaking of good runs last weekend in Vegas, he finished second last week. He starts 12th today. Chase Elliott rolls off 13th. Uh, row 8 will be the Penske cars of Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney. Kyle Busch starts 17th today. Ryan Priest starting 20th. William Byron starting 21st. Uh, Denny Hamlin back in 28th. He'll be in row 14 alongside Ross Chastain, who's continuing to fill in for Ryan Newman, who we now know for sure has a concussion. We got that confirmation last Sunday, literally just about when I got off the air last Sunday. Uh, Steve Newmark from Roush Fenway Racing uh, publicly stating that Newman did have a concussion and uh, no timetable for his return. So Ross Chastain will continue to fill in. Uh, Eric Jones rolls off 29th today, and as you look at the starting lineup, one name you do not see is the name of former champion Martin Truex Jr. And why is that? Because he did not even go out for qualifying. He wasn't allowed to. He was a very naughty boy. He and the 78 team, they failed inspection three times. They had some a uh, couple of issues on the uh, OSS, uh, the... And the um, Equipment NASCAR uses to inspect these cars and the bodies of these cars, and he failed three times. His car chief has been injected. Uh, he will miss 30 minutes of practice next week at Phoenix, and he was not even allowed to go up for qualifying. So Martin Truex will start dead last today in 39th uh, in the uh, 19 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. So back-to-back -back here for Joe Gibbs Racing, they've run a foul of NASCAR last week. It was three of the Toyotas, including Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and uh, Christopher Bell. They had some issues in inspection. And they all had to fall to the rear last week in Vegas, and now this week it's Martin Truex. And Truex even had a little bit of trouble last week in inspection. And, uh, you know, is NASCAR just more wise to what the Joe Gibbs cars are doing with their bodies? I'm not sure. But you look at the results last week at Vegas. The highest finishing Toyota last week was Kyle Busch in 15th. Only one Toyota in the top 15. Uh, that's pretty astonishing considering how they have performed in this sport over the last couple of years. Uh, but you had Bush in 15th, Denny Hamlin in 17th, Truex in 20th, you know, uh, Eric Jones back in 23rd, and uh, 
Daniel Suarez, he also in a Toyota, he had those uh, issues last week as well. Uh, we had, he had the electronic failure that uh, put him down two laps right at the start of the race. So he also finished in 30th last week and Eric Jones in 23rd. So again, one race does not a season make, but if this continues today at Fontana, Toyota's home track, by the way, TRD's home track, a, a track that the Toyota cars traditionally do very well on, you know, if they're not a factor once again this afternoon in Fontana, this may start to become a storyline. Uh, you know, are there chinks in the Toyota armor? We'll have to wait and see. But again, just one race, but obviously a, a, everybody interested to, you know, when, when you're the, the king of the hill, everybody's going to want to take a shot at you and knock you off. So this could be a storyline here early on in the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season. Uh, with Toyota struggles, a lot of interesting faces at the front of the field last week at Las Vegas. Logano winning, we mentioned, to Benedetto, Stenhouse finishing second and third. Austin Dillon fourth, Jimmy Johnson fifth, Bubba Wallace had a great run in sixth, and then you had Kozlowski, Harvick, Larson, and Ty Dillon rounding up the top ten. Uh, some uh, still in at the front of the field. Other guys too. You know, Chris Buescher fourteenth, Corey LaJoy finished sixteenth, Tyler Reddick in eighteenth. So some new faces towards the front of the field, and some of that had to do, of course, with the the late pit call that several of the teams made, including the twelve team of Ryan Blaney, which cost them the race and gave Joey Logano the win. Uh, Blaney was one of the teams to come down pit road during the last caution. Logano and the twenty two team with crew chief Paul Wolf they stayed out, and that pretty much shored up the victory for Joey Logano so that did shake up the the front the the front running a little bit but still it's refreshing to see you know new names and new faces finishing up front here uh in the cup series because definitely these new young drivers they they could use the attention the they could use to grow their fan bases and and uh you know to see some different guys running up front obviously you know I think the sport does better when its most popular drivers succeed. And that was a problem 15 or so years ago when it was the Jimmy Johnson show dominating while Dale Jr. was your most popular driver struggling for the most part. Remember that long winless streak Jr. had? Jimmy was the top driver, and that's when this slide started for NASCAR. And even now, Chase Elliott, most popular driver. And yes, he's winning some races, but he's still not, you know, he's top 10 best driver in the sport. I don't think he's top five yet. You know, he's he's maybe sixth or seventh. But uh, I think this sport de- does better when its m- most popular driver uh, is also one of its best drivers. And, and you know, Chase is on that uh, cusp, so to speak. But also, uh, Na- the NASCAR fan base, they love, you know, they love love it when it changes up a little bit and you get some new guys at the front of the field. So and instead of seeing some of the faces they don't like to see finishing up front, like a Joey Logano or a Kyle Busch or Brad Keselowski, you know, uh, I think both uh, can go a long way to, uh, you know, helping boost the sports ratings and uh, increase the fan base. And ratings are have been a tick up so far this year. It's only been two races, but, uh, you know, coming out of Daytona, the uh, range shorten. Uh, Sunday portion of the Daytona 500, the ratings were up for that. It had a huge lead-in, obviously, uh, thanks in part to uh, the Grand Marshal for that race at Daytona, but the the ratings still held up pretty good until the rain came. And then last week for Vegas, ratings were up. I think it was like 6 or 7% for Fox last week compared to uh, – both they compared it to both the second race of the year and also last year's Las Vegas race because the Vegas race moved in the schedule, 
But uh, ratings up a tick. We'll see if that continues to be a trend as well here during the early part of the uh, 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season. Uh, 803-0551-888-550-2550. And can talk a little bit more uh, about drivers in the second segment of the program after we talk to Alan Kavana from Fox Sports. There is a, so again, change is going to be a theme throughout this year, talking about 2021 and uh, the new car, the potential new look for the schedule. And there's potentially going to be a lot of new faces and new places next season as well. And I'm going to take my first dive into the free agent class for the 2021 season uh, in the second segment of the program because there are a lot of big names uh, that are going to that have contracts coming up after this season. Uh, on top of Jimmy Johnson retiring, uh, leaving another uh, top seat in this sport open. So uh, we're going to start the uh, the annual game of musical chairs that is the NASCAR silly season because this is going to be a topic until things start to get short short up for next year sometime in late summer. Um, you know, it's going to definitely be something we're going to talk about a lot because it is uh, an interesting part of our sport just when guys move from car to car and that that chain of dominoes that always gets set off every year. When one guy moves, you know, that, that opens up three other possible uh, patterns for uh, where other drivers can wind up. So we're going to take a look at that in the second segment of the program. Again, 803-0551-888-550-2550. And we're going to go to the Western Hotline and bring in from Fox Sports and NASCAR on Fox, Alan Kavana joins us on the line. Alan, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning, my friend. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, good to be back. I mean, it's week three of the NASCAR Cup season already, and uh, it's good to be on and talking, have a little racing to talk about. You said it already. You know, I, this was a point I was going to make. I forgot to say this. Like, that month of January is so long waiting for Daytona, and then Speed Weeks gets here. The next thing you know, we're on to race three already. It's crazy. I mean, the, I mean, before you know, we'll be back in, you know, from the West Coast swing out there. I cover the truck series, and we have a two-week break, and I'm already missing it, right? Like, they don't race this weekend. They don't race next weekend, but they'll be in Atlanta in a few weeks. So it's like, it's crazy. You know, we, we long for an offseason, and then we're just so ready to get back racing. It's been good so far. Well, your colleagues over there in NASCAR and Fox, Ellen, they've got a big show coming up today from Fontana, the Auto Club Speedway, and uh, it should be an exciting one. We're going to see lots of three and four wide action nailing on those restarts because this is a racetrack the drivers love. It's got a, a old worn out racing surface and it. This track has become one of the most exciting in the sport over the last, I don't know, four or five years. It, it really has. And it's good. I mean, drivers love it and fans love it because it presents options. You said it, it was a, it's a big wide racetrack and that gives the best drivers in the world options in terms of you know, if it's not working down low, they can move up a lane. And if they really want to move up six lanes, they can. And we know there are drivers like that. Think of some of the rookies today, like Tyler Reddick or somebody, Kyle Larson, you know, running that high line. That is possible. And we hear a lot about clean air or being tough to pass or what have you. But a track like this presents options. If it's tough in one area of the track, the best drivers can find a different way around. And that provides exciting racing. That's why they love going there. And then you have the whole tire wear issue where, uh, you know, the, the better drivers learn how to really, you know, handle the car on uh, worn out tires and they wear out quick. So there's comers and goers and that people love the racetrack because of it. The tire aspect, Alan, that's that's a huge thing. I think that played a part last week at Vegas, too, is Goodyear is bringing a not a 
it, the tire is just as good, but the fact that it can wear out a little bit quicker than maybe what some of the other compounds Goodyear has brought in the past, that helps out so much, especially with the aero package. And these guys are hammered down for so, you know, almost all the way around the racetrack. That definitely makes for an improved on track product, at least on the fan side of things. Absolutely. You know, it just provides another element for, for the driver and team, if you will, but a lot of the drivers know their skill, right? I mean, it's a term, saving tires. If you can save the newness on your tires, maybe not run them as hard. You've ever seen Days of Thunder? They, they brought up <laughs> this topic. But, you know, but if there is a skill to leave in a little of the good stuff on the tires. You know, maybe you don't go out and set the fastest laps right at the beginning, but at the end of a long run, toward the end of a race, there are drivers who are skilled enough to have saved something good on those tires. And you see them coming on at the end, and it kind of like rubber bands the whole field together, right? The, the ones that have shot out in front suddenly start slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the ones who are really good and skillful at keeping the good tires on there start, you know, coming toward the front at the end. And it, makes the, it just gets exciting at the end. And the tires they have on them today and that they had on them last week, uh, the tire the Goodyear brought, it's providing for more of that for the drivers to kind of show that skill set. And that just makes for a good show. Alan, Jimmy Johnson rolling off second today, his final uh, Fontana start as a full-time cup driver. I believe he's never DNF'd a race at Auto Club Speedway. And I don't know, does he have a shot to, to win his final start here at his home track? I think he really does. I mean, it, it, it's tough to say because for a long time, Look, Jimmy Johnson hasn't won in two years. So if you just take away the name Jimmy Johnson and you look at and you would say, does he have a shot today? You'd be like, oh, I don't know. But his name is Jimmy Johnson. So, of course, we think he has a shot today. But one good thing they have going for them is, look, the Chevy's got a new body this year. And that's a big difference in terms of, you know, aerodynamics and just how the car runs. Every year, the different manufacturers, one per year, gets to kind of update their car and put the newest stuff on there. And this year, it's the Chevy. And every time we see... A manufacturer gets to have their little update and, you know, put all the good new stuff on there. They thrive. And we saw the Chevys really fast last week. I know a a Ford ended up winning, but we saw speed out of the Chevys we hadn't really seen in years. And I think that carries over into today. And what a hell of a field story it would be. Jimmy Johnson gets his first win so many years ago at California, his home racetrack. And uh, maybe his next or last win, that would be a great, great story. There will be a lot of good stuff going on for Jimmy Johnson today. But one thing they have going for them is that new Chevy body. We saw the speed out of it last week, and there's no reason to think it won't still be there today. Alan, speaking of stories and manufacturers, second week in a row now for Toyota. Their cars have had some inspection issues with Martin Truex not even getting to go out for qualifying. Um, if the Toyotas aren't running up front today, does that does that storyline just get a little bit louder in everybody's ears? It really does. I mean, it was surprising last week. They've never run, like, fully good at Las Vegas. But, you know, th- that was that was the first time, David, that, that uh, Toyota at a mile-and-a-half racetrack hadn't finished in the top ten since 2013. Wow. Think of how long that is. Yeah, and, and then they don't show up last week. So, you know, all right, it's the first one of the year. They're, they're not the greatest at Las Vegas. Maybe we could say they punted, if you will. They just didn't <laughs> have it last week. But you know what they are really good at? They're really good at California. So if they go out there today and don't have the speed or don't start contending and aren't a player all day for wins, we're really going to have some questions because they didn't show up for qualifying. I mean, no Toyota qualified that well. At least the Gibbs cars didn't. Martin Truex, as you said, didn't even get to qualify because of inspection issues, which isn't a huge deal. I mean, 
look, this, this is this is the sport of NASCAR uh, or the series of NASCAR. You know, you're always trying to push the rules and try to, you know, get through inspection or try to get something by the inspectors. Sometimes you get caught. And, hey, sometimes you don't. Uh, they got caught yesterday. But uh, the end of this race will be telling because if we don't see something out of the Toyotas, it'll be two weeks in a row and we'll really start to have questions as to what's happening here. Alan Cavana from Fox Sports joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Alan, let's shift over to your series that you cover, predominantly the truck series, and they've been getting a lot of pub here over the last couple of weeks thanks to Kevin Harvick and Marcus Lamonis putting up this bounty on Kyle Busch for a full-time Cup Series driver to go to the truck series to uh, beat Kyle. And a couple guys stepping up this week. We know now Chase Elliott's going to be in Atlanta in a couple of weeks and also um, uh, Kansas and, yeah, and Kyle Larson, too, at Homestead. Uh, that's uh, certainly adding a little more intrigue to these upcoming Truck Series races. Yeah, look, I mean, hopefully everyone out there is already paying attention, but the Truck Series races, they're already exciting because just how, you know, they're shorter than a normal cup race, which it just intensifies everything. You know, the the urge to get to the front, the need to get there so quick. Uh, Shorter races in general, uh, they're already exciting. Now there's this bounty out there for, can anyone go out there and beat Kyle Busch? Kevin Harvick threw out 50 grand. Marcus Lamonis, the CEO of Gander RV and Trucks, threw out 50 grand. Can any cup driver come down and beat Kyle Busch? It's just something fun. It's more attention. I can tell you some of the truck regulars, they can beat Kyle Busch. It just goes to show you how good Kyle Busch is. He's an otherworldly talent in terms of what he can do in just anything with four wheels. And it's tough. You have to be perfect. The performance to be in one of these trucks and look they're putting up a bounty if you can do it you might as well be rewarded for doing those. so it'll make these next just a little more a spot like something different to think about but there are plenty of truck regulars who can and certainly want to go out and beat kyle bush as well and speaking of the truck regulars chris larson from hallmark international who owns the uh, the stuart Friesen 52 truck he's putting up his own bounty 50 grand for a truck series regular to beat kyle bush as well too so a bonus for uh his driver Stuart Friesen, and and some of their truck series regulars like johnny sauter and brett moffitt uh alan we'll let you go you're breaking up a bit but uh real quick your your fox colleagues are coming to town this week we've got smackdown here in buffalo on friday night Oh, I can't wait. I mean, that's been one of the coolest things about being in Fox is getting SmackDown and getting WWE on Fox. So I hope you guys have an awesome time. And look, we're, we're on the road to WrestleMania, right? So make sure you guys enjoy that in Buffalo. It's going to be a great show. I'm always jelly because whenever it's in Charlotte or Atlanta, you always seem to wind up, you know, front row right behind the announcer's desk. Yeah, look, I, 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 I'm totally guilty of using those Fox connections. And I'm extremely <laughs> grateful that... Uh, the worlds have collided, and uh, look, I love wrestling, I love NASCAR, and I love the Buffalo Bills, so it's so great to talk to you about all three. Alan, always great to catch up. Thank you so much for the time here on an off weekend for you. Uh, we'll be looking forward to the trucks getting back in action in Atlanta, and uh, also, I forgot to mention, your podcast, too, Positive Regression with David Smith from The Athletic, that's some pretty cool stuff as well, too. Uh, thank you so much for the time this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on in western New York. I love that place. Take care, Alan. Alan Kavana from Fox Sports, NASCAR and Fox. Yeah, his podcast, too. If you're into analytics and uh, motorsports analytics, too, check out his podcast, Positive Regression with David Smith from the uh, from the Atlantic. Uh, it's some pretty in-depth stuff, but uh, if stats are your kind of thing, it's pretty cool to check out. I've uh, listened to a couple episodes. Their current episode is about the uh, breaking down the rookie class uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series here in 2020. The thing about 
the the truck series and the bounty and everything, it's sparked up the debate as well, too, about the cup drivers going down to the truck in the Xfinity series. And I'm going to talk a bit more about this when we get back from the break. But it's interesting how views have changed on this topic, and that that is also the, this bounty thing that uh, Kevin Harvick has done uh, with Kyle Busch has kind of brought that topic back in discussion as well, too. So let's get to that, too, in the, the 2021 free agent class I want to talk about. And uh, I want to hear from you as well, too. 803-0551-888-552-550. What do you think? Cup drivers are limited to, depending on how many years they run in, in the Cup Series, they're limited to about five starts in the truck in the Xfinity Series. You know, they used to be run as many as they want, and NASCAR slowly pared it down here over the years. Are you still in favor of that? How do you feel now that we've had this reduced system over the last couple of years on Cup driver involvement? Are you still in favor of that? Or do you need those Cup drivers to watch the Xfinity or the Truck Series? I'd like to know that from you when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hi, this is Clint Boyer, driver of the Rush Truck Center's Ford, and you're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. He is your pole setter today, Clint Boyer, in the number 14 for Stuart Haas Racing in California, the Auto Club Speedway. Jimmy Johnson, the native Californian, alongside on the front row. Jimmy getting one of his first going-away presents from the tracks on the NASCAR circuit. The uh, folks at Auto Club Speedway gave him a helmet that was painted to look like his old a helmet from his dirt bike days as a kid growing up. So that is the first of many gifts. If he hasn't even got, I don't know if he got any, I think he got one at Daytona, but I don't remember what he got. But uh, I'm sure it'll be the, the first of many gifts Jimmy will receive this season on his uh, farewell tour as a full-time Cup Series driver. 11.31 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track phone lines are open for you at 803-0551-888-550-2550. Uh, cup driving, uh, excuse me, cup drivers, uh, involvement in the uh, the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. Uh, NASCAR has pared it down where the drivers with more than three years experience in the Cup Series can, no, can only run more than five races in either series. And Kyle Busch has made the most of his limited starts in the Truck Series in recent years. Uh, seven straight races undefeated, in fact. And... Now, as I said, Kevin Harvick putting up a bounty. Uh, Chase Elliott's going to run a couple races, and so is Kyle Larson. He's going to run one, and they're both using trucks from uh, GMS Racing to try and chase this bounty. And then uh, Chris Larson from Hallmark International also putting up a bounty for a truck series regular to beat Kyle. They could take home fifty grand as well, too. But it's reignited the debate on the role of cup drivers in the two lower-tier national series. And, uh, you know, the, the fan base was loud enough that NASCAR started putting these restrictions into how many starts they can run. And, um, you know, I've always been, uh, it's, I, I actually, it depends on the series Xfinity series. I'm glad that they're really restricted because I didn't like it when, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, you'd have Kevin Harvick or Carl Edwards or Denny Hamlin, you know, run every Xfinity Series race and chase after the Series Championship. At the time, yes, they were younger drivers trying to get seat time. But again, I thought it took away from the Series to have a guy running full-time Cup also run full-time Xfinity. I, I thought it was uh, a little ridiculous. Um, the Truck Series, though, I kind of like it when the Cup guys show up because it is just a few that do it, and especially Kyle because it's his own team. He's You know, it's not a Joe Gibbs truck. I think that's the big line of differentiation on this topic for me is if a guy's go, you know, Brad Keselowski had a team, Kevin Harvick had KHI, Kyle's got KBM, of course, you know, and these, these teams aren't money makers for these guys. Yeah. It maybe helps them get some extra marketing dollars, 
but you know, Brad Keselowski will tell you all day how much money he lost when he owned the, those truck teams. Um, but that I didn't mind if they're running their own equipment, you know, their owner, or they're running for a team that is that strictly runs in the truck series, like a like a GMS Racing or a. Um, Oh my gosh! What's the? I can't think of the the Thor Sports. There it is. The the team that Matt Crafton drives for. Thor. You know, if they're driving for a team that's strictly in the truck series or strictly in the Xfinity series, I'm okay with that. It's when the Cup driver and the Cup team, whether it's a Penske or a Joe Gibbs Racing or Hendrick Motorsports, which for all intents and purposes, I still think JR Motorsports is Dale Junior's team is pretty much Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, you know. Roush Fenway Racing, you know, when Mark Martin racked up all those wins in the old Bush series in the 90s, when they took their cup team and their cup crew and, you know, they all went down to the Xfinity Series, that was, that's, you know, I think that that really, uh, that that's where I kind of draw the line. And I'm, I'm glad they're, they're restricted uh, with the number of starts they can make, especially if it's a, a full cup team, uh, you know, using their efforts to run the Xfinity, Xfinity their truck series. But to me, to be honest, I don't mind that Kyle shows up in his own trucks and uh, you know wins every race he enters in the truck series because it gives these guys someone to chase and you know Kyle shows he's doing it with his own equipment and not you know it's not a Joe Gibbs operation so I guess that's where I stand on the topic. That being said though, um, when it comes, I'm glad the Xfinity series the the restriction is in because look what it got us. I mean, last year with the 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 big three, you know the Reddick Custer. And uh, Seabell, Christopher Bell, you know, those guys dominated the sport. And yes, they're in some of them are in cup affiliated teams, but it made them household names. And now or close to household names, we'll say. If you're a diehard, you know who they are. Maybe if you're a casual fan, you still might not know who these kids are. But look how much it helps them now that they're in the cup series. Now we can tout this rookie class because these guys were able to run for were able to win multiple races and challenge for series championships. You know, they weren't finishing second to Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick or Brad Keselowski every week. They, you know, they were winning races and garnering more headlines. Yeah, it's great if you're the the top Xfinity Series regular, but the cup guys still sweep the top five. You're not getting that pub. You're not getting your name out there outside of, of the diehard fans. So, it, I think it makes a huge difference that these young drivers are developing their talents and winning races on top of it. Yes, you can still become a good driver and get seat time without winning, but the fact that you're winning and getting the experience of being in those you know end-of-race situations, but and B, you're just getting your name out there, and the headline is... You know, Christopher Bell. You know, yesterday Harrison Burton won his first ever Xfinity Series race. Son of Jeff Burton, um, you know, 19 years old. You know, he won the race. Yeah, he could have been third to finish behind, uh, you know, two Cup drivers. But you know, it, that wouldn't be the headline. It would be you know, Cup driver wins Xfinity race at Auto Club Speedway. But instead, it's Harrison Burton gets his first career Xfinity Series race. So I think that's the big difference is that it helps build the, you know, that's the the slogan of the Xfinity series. Names are made here. That's their tagline they've been going with the last couple of years. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, especially the Xfinity series. Truck series, not so much. I think that's even more of a development series. Um, and, and the they don't need to make a name for themselves. Maybe in the, you know, I think it, I think the truck series is better when it's there. That series has always seemed to be more intriguing to me when it's, the truck series has their own group of stars. You know, Xfinity is the development system for Cup. The truck series, I think it's always better when it's his own thing. You know, it was really good when they ran a lot of short tracks when they first started. They would go to Flemington in, in New Jersey and 
a lot of different, you know, Louisville Speedway, a lot of different short tracks around the country. And they were their own entity, and they developed a group of stars. They, you know, it was, you know, Jack Sprague and Joe Ruttman, uh, you know, and Mike Skinner, even when it first started out, I think the Truck Series is so much better when it's its own entity and it has its own group of stars. And, you know, they've still got guys like that. They've got Matt Kraft and Johnny Sauter. Uh, you know, even Stuart Friesen, you know, not that I want him to be in the Truck Series for life. I'd love to see him move up to Xfinity or Cup, but, you know, he is a Truck Series regular and one of the faces of the series, or at least starting to become a face of the series. And But they still have, you know, some young guys cutting their teeth, you know, the, the Christian Eckeses and Todd Gillens that drive for KBM and some of the other teams. But they still have, you know, some of those faces that you know are going to be in the Truck Series year in and year out, you know, battling for wins and championships. So, again... You may fall differently. I'd love to know at 803-0550. But I think for Xfinity Series, definitely, I want to see uh, the the young guys get the headlines. And in the Truck Series, I don't mind if the Cup guys are you know battling some of the Truck Series regulars. I think it makes it for more fun. Either way, you know this is this bounty thing is certainly helping, and it'll get a few more eyes on the product. And I mean, Marcus Lemonis is going all out. He is like. Begging Fox, not that Fox will do this, but he's you know wants to he'll he says he'll throw all this money, and if Fox will, you know, put these races on prime time on the Fox Network versus them being on FS1 or everything and anything, um, he's really trying to go all in on, on this. I I doubt it's going to happen. You know, I don't I don't think the Fox is going to put the Truck Series uh, on the network in prime time on a Friday night. You know, they do get a couple races on on the network, usually like the Martinsville races on on Fox on a Saturday afternoon, but. Uh, you know, whatever helps to, to get more eyes on the sport, as always, uh, helps out a lot. Uh, 803-0551, 888-552-550. Uh, free agent class. Again, this will be an ongoing story as well, too. Uh, lots of big names have contracts coming up. A lot of shifting uh, drivers potentially here looking ahead to 2021. And here's just some of the names that have uh, contracts coming up. Uh, on top of Jimmy Johnson retiring, so that opens up you know the ride, the 48 ride. But you've got Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney for Penske, Clint Boyer for Stuart Haas, Eric Jones over at Joe Gibbs, Matt DiBenedetto with the Wood Brothers, which is part of Penske, Corey LaJoy, Kyle Larson with Stuart Haas, Bubba Wallace, and Alex Bowman, another Hendrick driver. So potentially, you know, Hendrick's got two seats available. Penske could have two seats available. Uh, Stuart Haas. Uh, the um, uh, Ganassi Racing, excuse me, uh, you know, some big teams are going to have some seats open and, you know, whoever jumps first will start off, you know, a chain of events that'll be fun to watch. And the big one is that 48 ride. Who is going to take the place of Jimmy Johnson over Hendrick Motorsports? Uh, a lot of money uh, is on Brad Keselowski. Uh, some people are saying that that he's definitely done with Penske after this season. Um but also an interesting story that came out of the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony as uh, Corey LaJoy uh, did the induction for one of the um, um, folks that went into the Hall of Fame this year. And I can't remember exactly who. I think it was Waddell Wilson he did the induction for. But uh, Corey, uh, he handed a letter to, to Rick Hendrick at the Hall of Fame ceremony and just wanted to let him know that, you know, he's out there and he would love to drive the 48 car next year. And, uh, you know, that could be a, a big gamble. For Hendrick Motorsports, Corey seems to have talent, but has not been in a top-flight ride, so we don't know exactly what his his track record could be in in a ride of that sort. But uh, that could be a dark horse name that winds up in the 48. But uh, Keselowski is one of the names, and Kyle Larson is also a big name that is linked to one, if not both, of the Hendrick rides. But the big potential caveat 
with Kyle Larson is his extracurricular racing activities, his love of sprint car racing, the fact that he loves to go race sprint cars whenever he can, you know, running the Chili Bowl in January, going to Australia uh, in the winter to run sprint cars, speed weeks going down there, and and any other week off week in the Cup Series, he is... uh, you know, a big uh, he, lo- he loves hopping in a sprint car where- whenever he can. And Rick Hendrick uh, traditionally has not allowed his drivers to do that sort of thing, uh, to go run in rides outside of, you know, the Cup and the Xfinity Series. You, you don't see, you know, uh, William Byron or Alex Bowman or Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, off running short track races on their weeks off. So, could that hinder a deal of Larson going to Hendrick Motorsports? That it remains to be seen. You know, we don't know. For, you know, we don't. You know, Rick Hendrick has not come out and said if Kyle Larson signs with us, yeah, he can't drive sprint cars. But obviously, that is a huge negotiating tactic uh, for uh, for between Larson and Hendrick Motorsports, and that you know, you know, kind of puts him maybe number two on the list for the forty behind Keselowski, and really makes him intriguing for the 14 ride. If Clint Boyer leaves Stuart Haas Racing, signs another team, or maybe even retires, you know, with, with Clint, uh, Clint's, you know, a veteran driver and getting up there in age, you know, if Clint, Clint will probably resign. I really think that's going to happen. But for some reason, if he does not wind up back at SHR next year, Larson is definitely a favorite for that ride for the obvious connection of Tony Stewart and sprint cars. You know, owns a team on the World of Outlaws. He's always jumping in sprint cars whenever he can, just like Kyle Larson. So that would be a natural fit um, for Larson to, to wind up at Stewart Haas with uh, those two and their love of sprint car racing. So that those, those you know, those two guys, Keselowski and Larson, will definitely, uh, where they go, will, will certainly set up a huge chain of events for 2021 with the silly season here in NASCAR. And what happens with Keselowski could dictate what happens with Blaney and DiBenedetto, two Penske drivers. You know, Penske could lose one of their champion drivers, then they're definitely not going to want to lose two or three drivers uh, for next year in in their Cup Series ride. So if, you know, they lose Brad, then they might be more apt to re-sign Blaney. You know, Blaney could be another potential target for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, the other name on there, Eric Jones in the Joe Gibbs. He's not had a great start. It's only been two races, not a great start to this year. But really, I think he is safe for the most part to to stay with the 20 team unless Joe Gibbs, you know, is able to, you know, swing one of those other big names over to his team. Uh, I think Jones is safe. He's still young enough where he's, I wouldn't call him developmental, but Jones is definitely still developing and is still not, fully fledged with his uh, skill, his set of skills in the Cup Series. So uh, I think he is pretty safe to stay in the 20, but nothing is for sure. And then if Larson le- leaves Ganassi, I mean, there's a chance he could stay at Ganassi because, you know, they're okay with him running sprint cars as well, too. So maybe that encourages him to re-sign with the team. Uh, that would open up another big ride. And Bowman, too, with the Hendrick Motorsports, the second uh the 88 car, along with Johnson leaving, does Hendrick lose two full-time cup drivers? Can Bowman do enough this year to keep a ride at Hendrick Motorsports, or can he at least do enough to land him his next ride? Uh, lots of things up in the air. I know it's only week three of the season, but uh, the the silly season aspect of the sport's always something that has fascinated me, and it's something we'll keep an eye on here uh, throughout the year here on Fast Track. And we're up against a break. We come back, we'll wrap up this edition of the program and hopefully do it with you at 8.03. 0551-888-550-2550 as uh, we wrap up this week's edition coming up next here on WGR. This is Jimmy Johnson, driver of the Ally Chevrolet. 
You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. I thought it was pretty cool last night, David Byrne on, on Saturday Night Live performing this. I got a kick out of that. It makes me uh, regret not seeing him when he, I think he came to UB like a year or two ago, and now I totally regret not going to that show because I enjoyed uh, watching him on SNL last night, and he was in that crazy uh, Lagar- LaGuardia squat, Lagar- LaGuardia sketch, easy for me to say, with uh, John Mulaney. Uh, that was some off-the-wall stuff. But, uh, yeah, David Byrne, pretty cool seeing him on SNL last night. Uh, 11.52 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track. Uh, phone lines are open here for the last few minutes of the show, 803-0551, I'll take a quick moment to shout out the Buffalo Bandits on their win last night over the Halifax Thunderbirds, 13-9, jumping out to a 6-0 and 9-2 lead before uh, holding off the rallying T-Birds from Halifax, but huge win for the Bandits. Uh, even up that season series, uh, three-way tie for first place now in the North Division with Halifax and Toronto, and they're right in the thick of it. And even with Dane Smith out, they still scored some great goals last night. Uh, Dan Littner, who the team got in a trade on Thursday, scored a pair of goals as well too. So a great game, great night too. It was Tucker out lymphoma night with uh, honoring the memory of Tucker Williams, the son of uh, former Bandit Sean Williams, who passed away from uh, lymphoma a few years ago, and this was the seventh annual Tucker Out Night, too, which is amazing that it's already been that long. But the Bandits organization, Scott Loeffler, Dan Ristine, uh, everybody involved over there at PSC, uh, they always do a great job. The the jerseys with the auction and just everything involved with Tucker Out, Light, Tucker Out Night is always huge. Uh, very emotional night at the arena last night, and the Bandits got the win, too, which is great. They uh, head to Halifax next Sunday. Uh, their next two games are huge. They both will decide season series against the two teams they're tied with right now in the in the NL North. Next Sunday against Halifax, winner of that game wins that season series. And then the following Friday, Buffalo goes to Toronto to take the Rock on. And that season series is tied 1-1. So two huge potential playoff tiebreakers there. And then the Bandits are back in Buffalo uh, the night after that game against the Rock. Uh they take on New England here at KeyBank Center on March 15th. So you got two weeks uh, to prepare for the next Bandits home games. Hopefully you come uh, check it out. We're down to just three home games left in the regular season. It's crazy that that's going by so quickly as well, too. But hopefully a, a few postseason home games will be on the docket as well for the Bandits. Uh, 803-0551-888-552-550. Uh, final thought. Racing-wise here this morning on the program. Not really a thought, but just... Uh, just uh, want to send something out there. Uh, Andy Lewis, who uh, races at Spencer Speedway and the Race of Champion Sportsman Series, see him run at Lancaster plenty of times. The Lewis family, great people in general. Uh, Daryl Sr., of course, longtime modified campaigner, and then his kids, Daryl Jr., uh, DLJ, and Andy, uh, their sister, Danielle, all great people. Love the Lewis family. And Andy Lewis, uh, he and his family, uh, he's got three kids. Uh, including uh, Andy Jr., who was a uh, won a state championship in microd racing this year. Uh, they lost everything this week in a fire. Uh, they lost all of their belongings and their their uh, pet cat as well too. Uh, so that family needs some help. So if you go to my uh, Twitter page at uh, Fast Track Five Fifty, uh, I've got pinned to the top of my feed uh, a link to a GoFundMe for uh, the Lewis family, uh, Andy and his wife Michelle and their three kids. So if you think about it today and uh, check that out at Fast Track 550. Click the link for the GoFundMe. They could really use it. Uh, they're all great people. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they bounce back. It's been a rough start to the year for the Lewis family. They also lost uh, one of their longtime crew members, 
who passed away during the off season as well too. So uh, they could use some cheering up. So hopefully you, you can uh, take a look at that again on, on my Twitter at Fast Track Five Fifty. Uh, click the link and do what you can to help them out. So final thought from me here this morning. Uh, one of the members of our uh, local racing community could use some help right now, and uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to today's race at Fontana. Uh, this race will be nuts today, I think, especially if we get a bunch of restarts like we did last week at Las Vegas. You'll see them fan out four and five wide. Uh, definitely had that yesterday in the Xfinity Series race, which led to a couple of accidents. Uh, but this could be a wide-open affair. It, uh, we'll be watching the Toyotas today, see if they can bounce back. See if the Chevys can uh, have a big day, especially with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, but definitely, I think, leaning towards the Fords a little bit more, though, as a favorite for, for today's race, uh, whether it's one of the Seward Haas Fords or one of the Penske Fords. Uh, you know, Matt Benedetto could he back up last week's runner-up finish with a win uh, today? Uh, I really think there's, you know, a good handful of guys you could look at for today. And, you know, it's a, definitely a wide-open race, which is a great thing. Um, you know, a little bit of parody, I think, kind of cleanses the palate for the the diehard NASCAR fans, so to speak. Uh, I know I said the the sport needs its most popular drivers to consistently be winning, but sometimes, um, you know, and that helps bring in maybe more casual fans. But for the diehard fan, uh, it's cool. It's, it's when things get parody-wise where you see a bunch of different guys winning. Instead of, you know, two or three guys winning all the races, it's, you know, a bunch of different guys. We, maybe we get 8, 10, 12 different winners here to start the season. You know, hopefully – the popular drivers, the Chase Elliotts, are winning as well, too, but would be cool. It's always fun to see those first-time winners or those uh, guys you don't see win all the time get a victory like a, a Matt Benedetto or uh, or even a, you know like a Kyle Larson even. He doesn't uh, see him win a little bit more frequently. So I think it's wide open day and uh, should be a good one. So hope you enjoy it. You can tweet me during the race at Fast Track 550, and we will talk to you next Sunday with uh, NASCAR in Phoenix next Sunday. We'll have the race on MRN uh, from MRN next Sunday, so we'll hopefully have a f uh, one of the folks from MRN Radio on the show with us next week, and we'll talk to you then here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.